He had to. He didn't have to. Yeah, he did. No. Yeah, he did. He didn't have to call him the yeah, greatest. He yeah, he did. Why? Yeah, it's fluff. Yeah, but it's not it's the fluff. Dude. P, come on now. But he didn't have you to. You listen call. to him. It's the future. Down in distance. It's on WGNRadio.com. Eminem on stage with Drake, which was genius. Genius. What are your What are your thoughts on him calling calling him the greatest? He had to. He didn't have to. Yeah, he did. No. Yeah, he did. He didn't have to call him the yeah, greatest. He yeah, he did. Why? Yeah, it's fluff. Yeah, but it's not it's the fluff. F- it's fluff. Dude, it's fluff. P, come on now. But he didn't have you to listen call. to him and what his content is, and then look at where he was in Detroit bringing him on coming off of the whole Ebro thing it was fluff he played to the situation I know he played to he the played situation. to the situation if you ask him backstage if he thought he was better than him he would say yeah I'll take him it was fluff it was genius the dude let me tell you something he is the all oh, Drake is the Floyd Mayweather of hip hop He's the either you hate him or you love him, but you have to respect his business swag and the way he handles the game. You have to respect it. He's the Floyd Mayweather of hip hop. Everybody wants to see him go in there and fight a certain way. No, he's going to take the least amount of chances. He's going to sell big numbers, make big money. He already said, he already borrowed Floyd's uh, moniker in one of his lyrics. He said, when, now if the talk in front of the stores that I'm TBE, he's the Floyd Mayweather of hip-hop, man. He's the Floyd Mayweather of hip-hop. I and still- that's the way it is. He had to say what he had to say. It was fluff. He didn't have to say it. First of all, he's a free moral agent. He can say what he wants to say. But as smart as he is and knowing as calculated as he is, he said it because he knew that it would create the environment that was needed. We don't even believe Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time. What? He's in he's up there. He's in my he's in my top he might be in my top five though, Sean. And I'm not a huge M fan. Just because of long, like what he's done, he—I mean, everything combined, album sales, all that stuff. I think you got to put him. He's—he's he's up there. I'm not saying he's the greatest, but for the odds against him, and and I'm not a huge M fan. I just didn't think that he's—you can't say—and I get it now that. The fluff, and I thought I was wondering what you thought when I woke up this morning. Going, what is Sean going to say? Thought it was very smart, and then right on the heels, a meek finally speaking about speaking out about the beef. I didn't hear that. Yeah, meek finally spoke out about the beef, and meek was basically saying that you know everybody's coming to him like he created something, and basically meek is saying, look, things were brought to me. Like, I didn't have anything to do with this. Now, I think what he's saying is corroborated by or was or has been corroborated by Funk Flex in a way, saying speaking about how he got certain reference tracks. So for Drake, it was more of an inside job, yeah. which is why those people are no longer with him. It wasn't like Meek went looking for beef. No, he was just whatever was brought to his attention. It was brought to his attention. He didn't like it. He spoke on it. Took to Twitter though he did. He took to Twitter to speak about it. I listen. I get every. We have different ways to communicate how we want things to be heard. I would love to him to be on with somebody. Either way, I think it it didn't. It wasn't going to matter. But I would love to hear him talk about it instead of get on Twitter. I would love to hear him on the radio and so I could hear an audio of him of how it all happened. Yeah. And then, as an athlete, Drake is the Floyd Mayweather of hip hop. As a brand, he is the Dallas Cowboys of hip hop. It doesn't matter what they do. They will still have the tag as America's team. Haven't won since the 90s. 
but that brand and tag is still there. It's still there. And it's the same way in hip hop today. It doesn't matter what comes out about Drake. He's still going to be that guy. His stands and his fans will still support him. Any Drake can say the lamest 16 bars in the world. Listen. And his fans will make it seem like it's the greatest thing ever. Not me. And I'm a big fan. And I've been a I've been a fan since 2006. And when it's whack, it's whack. I'm going to tell you. Because I, I, some fan who was a Drake fan, I saw it on Twitter, had the audacity to say that the, uh, the no shopping verse was, was the greatest verse and the greatest comeback this to Joe Budden that, like, ever. And I was like, what? Now you need to stop. What? What? Are you kidding me? Dude, be real with yourself, man. And I think that's what angers me the most cause, because uh, as a Drake fan, I don't know. And I know I know that he does write. My biggest question and concern is some of my favorite songs. Did he write those or did he not write those? And that's what gets me probably the most. I get upset. Because I want to know. I want to know, want to know. Like, does it really make a difference? Uh, to me, it does, man. A lot of people make it out to be, but he wants to be one of the greatest. We've been debating this, what it really meant to hip-hop or people overblowing this, what took place in Detroit last night. So on the line, we got our guy, Radio 1 out in D.C., none other than J.R. Bang, Lee Davis. Bro, how you feeling today? I'm good. What's going on? What's going on, man? Down the distance right here, Jared Payton, Sean Davis. What took place in Detroit last night with Eminem coming on stage to perform with Drake, especially in the wake of everything that had been happening with him in New York while he was doing three straight shows there with Funk Flex and the Jabs at Hot 97. How big was last night for hip-hop? Is it being overblown? Do you really believe Drake when he says... Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time. Okay. First, is it overblown? Yeah. I um, look at it this way. When you're in a town, a city of a famous rapper, and you're doing the show, your hope is they will show up to said show and, you know, perform a song or whatever. So if you're in Detroit, your hope is that Eminem or Big Sean comes out. Now, is it, you know, big for Eminem to do such a thing? Yes, Eminem might not have released the album in a while, but Eminem is still one of the most popular rappers out right now that's active, um, so to speak. He's not retired. He hasn't said he quit or anything, so he's still active. He's one of the most popular. Eminem could, sell, uh, could drop an album right now, and it's probably going to go platinum today. We get it. However, it's overblown in the case in which Eminem and Drake gets together and all of a sudden this is some type of shot at Joe Button because Joe Button has been beefing, quote-unquote, so to speak, with Drake. And if you want to call it a beef, you can if you want to. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Joe Button, and, um, even though he blocked me on Twitter. Um, and um, he had several... To me, quality to great disc records at Drake. But even he said the only reason why this started is because of his review of views. And he's a fan of Drake. He just didn't necessarily like the album. And Drake got mad at him and sent a little shot, so to speak, at it. People are thinking that Eminem is Eminem coming out on the stage with Drake is somewhat of a shot at Joe Budden. And it's not. Joe Budden is, first of all, is Slaughterhouse, or maybe you can find this out, is Slaughterhouse still signed to Shady Aftermath in this code? I don't know. Right. Like, is that That's your key right there. Slaughterhouse hasn't put out an album in I don't know how long. I don't even know if they signed with, um, if they're still signed with Shady Aftermath. And even more, 
they're not cool. I can see if there's like somebody from D12, but just because you did a freestyle on BET, that doesn't mean you're cool. That just means you're on the label. It means nothing. So I think it's overblown to a point. It's good to see that in hip hop, though. But the reason why people are blowing it up is because the Joe Button Drake thing, which is good for Joe Button. That proves that he did get people's attention. So shout out to Joe Button. Yeah, bang, but we got to dive deeper into this whole thing because it. I knew it once I saw things trending last night and I saw the video and I was like, okay, I see where this is going. Definitely want to throw shots at high 97. I get it. I understand that part. But let's dive deeper into what Sean and I were talking about before, like with Meek actually speaking more about this, what the beef was about. And I I said he took to Twitter and I wish he would have been on a mic somewhere to kind of speak about how this all came about like yo this was put into my lap this is what this is what happened instead of sending out a tweet which you don't really get everything out of a tweet it but it does create commotion and conversation and it kind of started what was the beef between him and Drake but I'm a Drake fan you know this from yeah. I've been a Drake fan since 2005 uh got to Montreal and people put a mixtape in my hand, and we're like, yo, listen to this dude. And I'm like, who? They're like, this dude, he's from Degrassi, man. You know that show. I'm like, never seen it. Sorry. I don't watch a lot of TV. And I started listening to him and became a fan. And as a fan now, I look at other fans of Drake, and it seems like Drake can never do anything wrong. So even when whack verses are put out, people are still looking at him like, Yo, that's the hottest verse that I've ever seen. And not truly being honest when you really talk about the craft and you listen to other records that Drake puts out. But now, for me, my hardest thing as a fan is to figure out which of my favorite verses he actually wrote and which he didn't. Should I have an issue with that? Um, I've been trying to figure it out myself. And the reason why is because, I mean, JP, you rap. Um, I've rapped. And one thing that's important to a rapper is his pen game. When you write something down, you want to say that you've done it or can do it. And even if you saw it done, I mean, Nas and his whole tech on the dresser and the whole controversy around that with Jay-Z, you know, showing him that, you know, that still comes into play. He saw it. He never really, like, dealt with it. However, I think now, in this day and age, and this is not just when it comes to Drake, this becomes a situation with rappers like Lil Uzi Vert, who says that, you know, the whole thing about rappers being, like, you know, um, lyrical and all of that, that day and age is done. You know, that that goes with all of that. I call Drake the social media rapper. Drake is the one rapper who is uh, who understands social media fully, and in my opinion, he caters his albums to social media. His titles are things that you're going to hashtag. His song lyrics are something that you're going to tweet and you're going to put on Facebook and you're going to say on Snapchat. So he gets it. So when we hear these things, we're not hearing Drake as a rapper. We're not hearing him as, you know, a person who actually started from the bottom. We're hearing Drake saying something cool and something we can tweet and hashtag. That's what he's for. Now, if Kendrick Lamar came out, somebody said Kendrick Lamar did not write a song. If he, if somebody came out and said he didn't write a verse, even though you could look at records and look at the writing credits and kind of figure it out yourself. If somebody were to say that about, you know, a Kendrick or a J. Cole or Jay-Z or Nas, that's when we will get upset. But with Drake, I don't think we get that upset because I don't think a lot of us, when it comes down to it, look at him as a rapper. They look at him as an artist. And it's weird to say that because he does rap most of the time, but, I mean, let's just be real. We don't really look at him like we look at a Kendrick Lamar and a J. Cole. We look at him in a different plane. We're trying to find comparables. And we were talking about Drake possibly being the hip-hop version of one Floyd Mayweather, not from the TBE standpoint, but from the standpoint of love, hate, and the way he's flipped the game 
and not allowing uh, more so taking advantage of the consumer and taking advantage of the record labels the way he goes about his business. And he he takes nah. little he takes I will say this though. He takes little risk like Floyd. I go I'll, I'll go, go with that comparable. I won't go Floyd. The only reason why I won't go Floyd is because I think it's bigger than Floyd. I mm. actually go someone like a Oscar De La Hoya. Um I think I think the chance that Drake took was the chances early in his career. You know, coming from Degrassi, being an actor, to um, going down to Houston and learning that culture and everything, working with Jay Prince and Jay Prince Jr., um, doing the mixtape rap route. I think younger Drake was the Drake that took the risk. But when Drake, when Oscar De La Hoya became the promoter, that's when the money came. That's when Oscar De La Hoya, even through cocaine and and pictures and a couple of losses, he was still golden boy. There's, let's make no mistake about it. If this was 1996, Drake not responding to um, Joe Budden or responding late, so to speak, to Meek Mill, even though he thrashed him, would not be accepted. Same thing with Oscar De La Hoya. He took some losses and he did some things early in his career that should not have been thought like you would not think that should happen with a boxer or, I mean, even a man. But he still, at that time, was the biggest draw in boxing. So when Oscar De La Hoya got in that ring, you didn't think nothing of what happened beforehand. You only cared about what happened in that ring. When I think of Floyd Mayweather, I think of I can't think of a rapper in that case, like for like in this case right now. But I will look at um, somebody like Oscar De La Hoya, and I look at Drake in that same mode as when he learned how to promote, he became the biggest, and he can do no wrong. He's messed up. There's been some things that Drake has messed up, and when we look at it, the only thing that Floyd messed up was outside of the ring. He's still undefeated inside of the ring. Like, Drake has took some L's. Let's just be real. He's taken some L's. However, he does so well that you don't think of those losses. Like, you don't really talk about Oscar De La Hoya's losses. You only talk about him being the golden boy. Drake is one of those rappers, singers. Like he said, he just talked about harmonizing. It's kind of crazy how he does this. But when we look long-term, though, Bang, what's his legacy going to be? LL Cool J on steroids. Wow. Simply put, that's the part, that's the rapper who I compare Drake to. Um, the only question for me is when the fall off happens, because in rap, the fall off happens. Okay, who you are, no one is undefeated from the fall off. What's going to happen from there? You're going to go the 50 route and start doing other things. It's going to be like LL Cool J, who after um, a couple of subpar albums, Def Jam was ready to basically send him out the pasture. Then he got the guy with Marley Mall, and then came um, Mama Said Knock You Out. It's going to be like Jay-Z, who had the misstep with um, Kingdom Come. But, you know, right after that, he has one of the biggest songs in the history of, of his career. Um, with Empire State of Mind on the Blueprint 3 soundtrack, even though I'm skipping over um, um, the, the the Denzel Washington movie. What's, I can't remember it oh, right now. Um, it just lost me right now. American Gangster. Yes, yeah. Like, a rapper's fall off is going to come. This is what Drake's, what, technically his fifth or sixth work. Either it goes coming. It's what's going to happen when the fall off is he going to stand up straight, take it, and move on? Or will we see a dip? And the crazy thing about it is I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think it's going to happen. I just don't know when. Yeah, will he be your consummate top 10 all-time rapper? Or will he just be your strip club rapper all season? Nah, 
he okay. He's not the strip club rapper. I give you that. Um, he, I mean, I stick with the social media rapper. However, as far as top ten goes, and and I, I just say flat out no. I I will say he would be one of the top ten artists who rap. Maybe when his career is over with. Um, I will say this: Drake is probably the only rapper that's out right now that's active. Um, and not named Jay-Z or Nas or T.I., uh, so to speak, that can, you know, go that old school Bat Mittler to, to Jennifer Lopez and Celine Dion route that, you know, when I'm 50 years old, I can go to Vegas and see Drake perform live, you know, at whatever hotel that's popping. He's the one rapper that does it, that does that now. And it's nothing against Drake. I just see Drake as somebody who's the social media rapper who takes advantage of what's going on in 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 where everybody is and that's social media. He has that ear. And and what's crazy is is even though as somebody who is thirty four years old, who lived through one of the biggest periods of rap that ninety three to ninety seven, like it's crazy. And you think of some of the best albums of all time came out twenty years ago exactly. It's the 20th year anniversary of a lot of albums that we all hold near and dear, especially for me. Um, Drake does not have that album even yet to compare to some of those greats. He doesn't have a blueprint. He doesn't have an Illmatic or even a Steelmatic. He doesn't have an It's Dark and Hell is Hot. He doesn't have um, a Mama Said Knock You Out. or um, or He doesn't have none of those albums. But what he does have is the ear to social media, and he has those songs. That's what he has. He has those songs. So, honestly, I'm still waiting for Drake to give me that classic album that just makes you go, I right, there we go. You know, that that Drake. Sean, Sean listen, Bang, Sean and I have this conversation all the time. Um, yeah, I... I... You just hurt his heart. You know no, that, no, right? No, 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 His no, heart no, is no, hurting no, over no, here in the no, studio. No. Yes, it is. No, no, just no, Just admit no. it. You try, not, you try to sell Take Care. You no. try to sell it I, take, as a well, possible. Take Care. But it's not spades we're playing. It's a classic for this time. Okay. See, that's the thing. It's, we have a lot of albums that are classics for this time. I'm a, big, I'm a big J. Cole fan, but I believe that J. Cole is overrated. So when people tell me Born Center, I believe Born Center is a classic, but I believe Born Center is a classic for this time. I believe that Forest so, Hills Drive is a classic for this time. Okay, so, what you, have, so hold on, hold up, Banks. So are you saying that yeah. the these so the only rapper that that that's active right now, like that's active, and we're talking about the this new generation of you yeah. know how we. So are we saying that Kendrick only has the only true classic yeah. album? Answer right now? that, but then I want to know: Does he consider Coloring Book classic? Well, for then we'll, this get, time let, I, now, we'll, we'll get the okay. Coloring Book in a second. Let's, I, it, let's, let's go. It, yeah, it's let's so, go to Kendrick. Yes. Okay. Kendrick to me has the only timeless album right now. I agree with, with you. Um, Good Kid, Mad City, um, and somewhat for um, To Pimp a Butterfly. I'll be honest when I say. The one album in the past three years that without thinking I go to the album and I go to one particular song is Kendrick Lamar to Pippa Butterfly um, joint with Ron Isley, uh, How Much a Dollar Cost. I, it, it's no matter what's going on, I could be in the office having a bad day and I put that song on. When I leave my house and I know it's one of those days, I can put that on. And it puts me in the zone where I know I got to go to work. I know I got to I know I gotta get this work done. I have to take care of what I need to take care of because I got a family at home. I got to make sure they straight. And it, it puts me in the perspective. That's the songs that we used to get with Nas and even with Jay-Z and, and, and DMX. That's what we get. And that's what I mean by timeless where I think I could be 50 years old and that song, I hear that song if we have iPads, you know, the, the iPhone 50 or whatever, and I still have that song, I could go to it and it could take me back to that particular time. 
I'm waiting on Drake to have that album because I think it's long overdue. It's just not going to come in the way that some want it. It's not going to be some big introspective album unless he gets married to Rihanna, has a kid, and she dumps him. And now he's like Usher on the Confessions album. And then we get the Confessions album. And then that's like it's not going to happen the way some people want it. But I'm still waiting on that album where I can say, damn it, there you go, Drake. Yeah, no, but so yeah. Bang, so bang, you know, yeah. bang, you know what that's gonna be though. That's gonna be, it's gonna be. It, that would be an R and B album then. That's that's what because okay. because you're not you're not gonna get. He he has this. It, it's I always feel like as a fan of Drake, he has this hard time of giving you like. I think that's why um, Take Care was, to me, was like that album where I was like, okay. I mean, I think for Drake fans, when you talk to him, that is that album. But he gives you so much on every album where he does. Sean's right. He gives you those singles where you can turn on and you can turn up if you want to. You could be in the car. Like my wife, we get in the car and we put on Drake and we just ride out and she's just and she just vibes out. And it's like the perfect it's the perfect mood setter. Hey, but it give, he gives you a little bit of everything. And if we're going for a long drive, you know, I, we can get crunk before we go to dinner. And on the way home, I can set the, set the mood, set the scene with the candles upstairs. What, what you need me right. to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Appreciate you, Drizzy. But I think that's one of the there things that Joe B talked about is that he felt like views from the six was kind of fake. He felt like he was introspective in his previous albums. He did talk to, talk about his world. And he thought the things that he talked about on Views was kind of phony. I, I, I don't, I don't see any difference though. I, I, I look at Views as I was upset because I felt like Views was a little bit of the, of the same of the norm. He, he's, he's never stepped out onto he's that safe, ledge. Man. He's never going to he's step never, out and take a chance. But I don't know why you listen. But I don't know I why don't you don't. It. If, if you're, if you have, bang, you tell me this. If both of you guys explain this to me, if you have been through the fire where. You've been people from your inner circle have leaked and gave out reference tapes to you don't write with the whole I mean all this other stuff and you're still you've taken all these losses and you don't feel like yo even with all these L's I could already put this out and more than likely it's still going to be good ultimately that goes back to what Bang said as an MC or a rapper you your pen game and your belief in your pen game is ultimately important so does the reference tracks or them coming out say that he really doesn't have the faith in his pen game that the greats I think should he have? Has it. I, I mean, think look, he, has faith he's, in his he game. hasn't taken a chance, right? Like a biggie who takes on the style of one of the up and coming and hottest acts in hip hop, like a bone thugs and harmony and says, I'm going to take this style and my pen game is going to be so dope, I'm going to rival what they do in their style. And it's going to elevate thing, me. Let, me. let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you one thing. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one thing, I'm going to down for you. With, with, with this dude, Drake, all I care about, honestly, this dude better. He had, Here's the sandal point of view. I don't care if you wrote all that other stuff, but all of 5 a.m. in Toronto, 9 a.m. in Dallas, uh, 6 p.m. New York. You better have written all those. That's all I want. I get that. Yeah, I, I want about- all those because uh, those when I listen to those joints, I'm like, this is the Drake. We always talk about it. We always talk about. It. We're like, dude, this is the Drake that we want. I need to know that those are his. I, I I I'm with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. But I may if you go to my if you go to my uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash JR Bank, it's a video on that. And I mean this when I say I mean this, this is even though the access we have to music is unlike any point in life, I wish we can go back to going to the store and mm-hmm. going to Sam Goody and going to Music Land yeah. and going to Best Buy and actually spending money on an album. JP, you know this. Sean, you know this. Back 10, 20 years ago, let's just say 20 years ago, when you went and got your money and you spent that money on a CD, you prayed that that CD, entire CD, was good because you didn't want to feel like 
you was wasting your money. So in my opinion, because it was less access then, you didn't have people dropping a whole bunch of projects and mixtapes like that. You had one shot. And this was probably going to be your last shot for a whole entire year because budgets get rolled around to other artists. So from Wu-Tang, from Nas, from Jay-Z, I got this one time to hit. So I had to put everything into this album because if it don't, that means my budget's going to be less, my paycheck is going to be less, everything is going to be less. So you made sure that you put entirely everything, what you had into it. And if you took a chance, you took a chance. But because of the consumer, we had to do that because we failed the risk of being forgotten about and, and not being seen. So when we spent our money, we went to these stores and we had that thought like, let me go to this little CD counter and try to listen to these snippets. I've already seen the video on Rap City, and, and I know I like that song, but what about everything else? We read the source and we read XXL. I remember reading um, the source and Capone Noriega, the war report was in there for about four weeks in the back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take the chance. And the only song that I heard was T-O-N-Y on top of New York. I bought that album and I spent $15 on the cassette. And I came back to me and my boy crib. We He grabbed the album. I grabbed the album. And I was like, man, thank God this album wasn't whack. Because we all know if you bought a whack album, you didn't even want to admit the album that you bought was, was whack, whack in the right. first place because right. you spent the money. So now we can look at some of these albums we bought back then and say, I don't even know I spent $20 on that. But then we can look at some and revisit it and be like, oh, this was actually good. I didn't take the chance on it because I was afraid to spend the money. We ain't afraid to spend no money nowadays because you can download it. You can get Apple Music for nine ninety nine and listen to whatever you want. You can do the same thing with Tidal. You can do the same thing with Spotify. There's no t- us taking chances on listening to music because we have access. So why should going. the artist take a chance? Yeah. There's no reason for the artist. There's no reason for Drake to take that chance. We would love him to because the way we grew up, and the way we bought music. But if I know, if I know for a shadow of a doubt that my album is going to be number one and you ain't even got to listen to the whole album, why am I taking a chance? I'll give you all of those singles. I'll give you started from the bottom and all of that, and I know I'm still going to pop. There's no reason for some of these artists to take a chance. Thank God for artists like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. I can call J. Cole overrated all I want to. But him doing that album, to, uh, 2014, Four Hills Drive, the way he did it, that was him taking the chance. And it worked out. There's only two rappers that's out here that's doing that. Drake ain't got to do that. Mm. There's no reason for him to because if it's, because he's going to make the money. So what needs to happen is this, and I always put the onus on the consumer. If you want people to make better quality products, it's supply and demand on our end. We'll supply you that money that you get from us, but we need you to make this product, and if this next product that you give us is whack, we're not going to spend our money with you. Then that's when you get those albums that's like, you know, the mama said knock you out and the it's dark and hell is hot and the blueprints and the illmatics and the steelmatics. That's when you get that because you know it's back to, hi man, I got to stop playing it's, around. But it's not going to be like, we'll, it will never be like that, bang. It will never be like that. It will never be like that again because regardless. So are you telling me that hip hop would never be like that again? No, it's never, no. it never going to be like that ever again. Ever, because uh, because, the- because bang, you just said it. Because regardless, right? E- even if you put out a whack album and people are like, "Yo, that's whack, that's whack." Listen, I'm still subscribing nine ninety nine to my Apple Music, and once in a while, I'm going to stream that album again, and it's in my face. It's it, it's not going anywhere. It's I don't have to go to the store anymore to look at it. It's in my face because when I pull through the deal, like even for the for that week, right? For that week, even when when Khaled dropped, when 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 Drake dropped, I'm on Apple Music and I'm looking for other music. I can't find other music because the choices I used to have are all views. Yeah, I, it, it, it's 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 taking over. So as soon as I go to go to 
open up Apple Music and I go to like browse. Well, when I browse, views is every every normally it's all different albums. It's all views. The deal that he's got with Apple. So it was in my face. Yeah, that time of music is dead, unfortunately, man. And it's and it's really because of access. It's the the labels the and, and look, we work in radio. We all work in radio. So so I ain't, I ain't trying to put up no conspiracy theory or nothing. But when Bill Clinton signed that deregulation act, and 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 companies could own yeah. more than one radio one station, radio station right. then that means they start yeah, buying clusters. That, yeah, yeah, you start buying clusters, and then now you can just do the playlist. Like if I'm a program director, what people don't understand is this: if I'm a program director, I know you, the consumer, wants to hear three to four artists. I ain't got to go to a club and listen to what, if I'm in Atlanta, I ain't got to go to the strip club to see what they playing in the strip club and say, I need to be playing this here. I ain't got to go to a dance club and say, yo, I need to be playing this here. I don't have to do that. There's, there's no reason for me to no more. Like me being a digital guy, you know, and once running an internet radio station, I ran that station, windycityunderground.com, um, with with and by myself for five years. The first three years, I used to check for music and be like, "Yo, who's popping?" Who's the, but once the well went dry, it was like, "Oh man, what in the world is going on?" And I ain't saying the crib went dry. I'm just saying that after a while, you started hearing the same old stuff. So if Chance the Rapper, who we'll probably be talking about in a minute, is the most popular, and he's the one that's buzzing. Now I'm going to have five people sounding like Chance the Rapper. I don't have that one that's going to take the chance and not sound like him and have quality music that can go places. I can name you five. I have not been in Chicago. I've not been in Chicago fully for two years now. And I can still give you five artists that don't sound like Chance that I believe if music wasn't so access-filled, and now we have to sound like such and such to get on because that's what's going on. I give you five artists right now. Chris Crack, Big Spencer has a group called Chris Spencer. They number one on the list. Don't sound like nothing or nobody. And if this was nineteen ninety six, these cats would be straight because they don't sound like anybody else. And it's bull, but basically since they don't fit a mold, I don't have to listen to you unless I want to listen to you. Whereas 10 to 20 years ago, you wanted to do that because if you had Capone and Noriega, you didn't want to buy another Capone and Noriega with somebody sounding like Capone and Noriega. If that was the case, Bathgate would be the biggest rapper of all time because he sounded just like Jay-Z when he came out uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the gift and the curse of, of, of even us even having this conversation right now. Is, is, is a gift and a curse. So that'll never happen. We just got to enjoy what we like and go from there. That's it. That is all. So take that music and at least take a chance on Apple Music and Spotify when they say these are the new, you know, people, like these are the people that you should be checking for. Take a chance. I challenge y'all to go look in those joints and just pick a rap or hip hop or whatever you, whatever genre you like of music. Take a chance once a month and listen to somebody you never heard of and it'll feel like 1996 again. Chance the Rapper, big moment for Chicago. His concert would be here. Sold out U.S. Cellular Field. All on the heels of the much acclaimed, critically acclaimed coloring book. You spoke about Drake not having one of those classic albums in the sense of historical classic albums, but classic for the time. Where would you put Coloring Book? I don't think Coloring Book is a classic. I think it's a good album. But Ten Day and Acid Rap is, is to me, far and away better. However, I think, and it's weird saying what I'm about to say, I think Coloring Book is his coming out party. But the only reason why I think it's his coming out party because he wants it to be his coming out party. Hmm. He wants that. And here's why. So I don't know if you guys know, but Chance 
um, his manager, Pat Cochran, uh, and his radio team um, for really like the last year, really, really been aggressive in talking the radio. I actually sat on a, a conference call last year and they were talking to the radio station that I was at about spending um, some of the, I forgot which song it was. Now, if this was 10 day of acid rap, they really didn't care about radio. They weren't really thinking about radio, but now it's the push to be heard on radio. Now it's the push um, to, to get this done. Okay. So what Chance and company did was create rapperradio.com. You can go on rapperradio.com and as soon as you put it up there, let's bring independent music to the uh, airwaves. Type in your city. So I'm in Maryland currently next to Washington, D.C. So the, the station that I will put up there, the city I will put up there is Washington District of Columbia. They have the radio station that I work at. I click it. And right now, I can tweet out my station to Mix Show DJs and that they want to hear Chance the Rapper, No Problem, or Summer Friends right now. So if I look at my radio station's Twitter pages right now, they're full of mentions of people wanting to hear No Problem oh, or man. Summer I'm, Friends. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm on there right now. It's That's genius. It is so just... now it's the, it's the big push now. I want these songs on radio. I need these songs on radio. And if I think correctly right now, um, No Problem is the number, is top 30 on Billboard. So it's not like Chance is not getting radio play because even when I come to work on our mix show, uh, Chance the Rapper, No Problem gets played. Chance the Rapper, I believe, has had many radio records but this one with Two Chains and Lil Wayne is the quintessential. Now we have no excuse. We have to play this record. And but now I believe it's the push to we've taken over this, we've taken over that. Now we need to take over this and show the people that this is what really is going on, which is extra, extra smart. Now the whole now if the people ask for it, we'll play it. Now that's being challenged through every radio station, every urban radio station in the United States of America is now being challenged. If the people want it and you say just ask for it, there you go. Look at your Dude. social media. Everybody wants to hear my song, so put it in regular rotation. Bang. This is, oh, oh, this is, this is genius. It's like... Genius. Super genius. And, and not only do, are you... Do you want to hear it? But soon as they go back, it, it gives you no problems. The radio edition, so you can have that as well. I mean, it's it's yep. basically served up for you to be able to put on a planter and put onto the radio. There's no, so it's like the the radio version of the jukebox back in the day. Yeah, and it, this yeah. is what, and this is what people this is what people want nowadays. It's like you know, even I think about this as well when you're on. Um, like for me in social media, if I'm selling a product, it's almost I don't want people to have to go to too many links. I want them to go right to where they need to go to and not go through here, go through there. And if you give it to them, then that's when, you know, credit cards are handy. Yep. So so is 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 color book a classic? No. Nah. But I think Chance wants it now to be his coming out party. And I remember talking to uh, Alexander Kruchter, um co-founder of uh, Ruby Hornet, um, also co-founder of Closed Sessions um, Records. Um, he's worked with Chance. He's a mentor to Chance. I remember him telling me a story about how he met with Chance, and Chance said this is how things wanted to go. And he said the wild thing about it is that everything that Chance said that how he wanted it to go is how it's going. So I think that Chance, his manager, Pat, and that whole team, is extraordinarily smart in knowing how to play in this world that we're in. Similar to how Drake plays, as I call him, the social media rapper, I think Chance the Rapper is smart. 10 Day, to me, is... is I still listen to some parts of 10 Day. I used to spend 10 Day on WindyCityUnderground.com. 
me and Alex, when we did Closed Sessions Radio, our podcast, Chance the Rapper announced Acid Rap on our show, and it took off. But Color and Book is Chance Cub coming out party because I believe he wanted it that way. This is what he wanted, and he's doing it in the way that his team feels that it's the right way. And you can't say that it's not working because of what we just see with Rapper Radio. He was on Good Morning America. He sold out the the U.S. cellular field. And somebody who is a Sox fan, I like it, and but I'm embarrassed at the same time because that's going to be the first sellout of U.S. cellular field. Oh, yeah, um, right. And I don't know how long. So Did the World Series even sell out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the so, yeah, the World Series sold out. We're talking to J.R. Bang, Radio 1. <laughs> Right here, down the distance, Jared Payton, Sean Davis. I want to talk about the comparables of college dropout and coloring book as far as the impact on Chicago and how Chicago has kind of grabbed both of those albums or both of those projects and kind of took ownership like, yeah, this represents us. Talk about the impact. Is it different? Is it similar? Of course, you know, the relationship between Chance and Kanye exists. Do you think he kind of gleaned off of Kanye what he established with the college dropout in order to make the coloring book as his coming out party? I don't want to sound like I hate him when I say that. But I think they're two different things here. When when Kanye came out with when when Chance came out with Coloring Book, we already knew Chance because of Acid Rap and Ten Day. We already knew him. He was already bubbling. He was already in publications. Like I said, this is just his coming out party. With college dropout, you still had people saying Kanye's name wrong. You still had people just saying that he was a producer. You know, remember, I don't know if any of you guys remember listening to GCI when they was doing the music seminar. It was like, yeah, you can, you can win a beat from Chicago's own Kanye. It was like... It was still like he was just a producer who had um, a couple of beats on one of the biggest songs of the year in H to the Izzo. So you still had people, even when he got into the accident, broke his jaw, now he's doing through the wire. You still had people that was like, I don't know about dude. But then when college dropout dropped, it was like, all right, cool. So now we could jump on the bandwagon. You've already, chances already had people on his bandwagon. It was just that the corporate structure wasn't on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Now they're on it. With Kanye, you still had people in Chicago, on the west side of Chicago and on the south side and on the east side that was like, yeah, I heard a dude from Ace of the Izzo, but I don't know about all that. Right. Yeah. So it's two totally different things on that angle. With that being said, Chicago is a town that will jump on bandwagons quick. So Chance the Rapper is now Chicago's favorite son. And I think if Kanye was smart, he would be at U.S. Cellular Field when that concert comes. You think Kanye and, makes and, an appearance, huh? And he better. It, do you understand if Kanye don't? If we, we started off the conversation with Eminem right. being in Detroit. Man, so he's from Detroit. Drake comes to your city, you jump on. If 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 or it could have been a big shot. If Drake goes to L.A., Snoop or the game is going to be on the stage. If Drake goes to Florida, Rick Ross and um, DJ Khaled is going to be on the stage. If he goes to Houston, uh, Bun B or Scarface, whoever is going to be on that stage. If it's Texas, the role is going to be on that stage if he's in town. I don't care where you at. If you're the if you're a popular rapper, a mainstream popular rapper or a cult, he's gonna bring you on that stage. If he went to if he went to, to Kansas City, it wasn't surprising me if Tech Nine came out on that stage. If Drake brought went to Chicago and Kanye went on that stage with him, which that happened, if Kanye don't come to Chicago when color the, the color book festival happens and he ain't on that stage, phew. Some issues. He that that's that would be terrible, which he's gonna be there. There's no doubt in my mind he's not he's gonna be there. But what I think is that he needs to what he needs to do is he needs to take a cue from Chance the Rapper. And I think a lot of artists need to take a cue from Chance the Rapper in their own neighborhoods 
They need to take it in their own areas and all of that. And they need to do what he's doing. So Drake has the OVO Fest. Lil Wayne has the Louisiana Festival. Um, you need more of that in your neighborhoods. Um, Brooklyn has the Brooklyn Music Festival. So you're going to have uh, damn near every rapper from Brooklyn not named Jay-Z, even though he did appear with um, Jay Electronica that one year. Like, you have this. And, and what Chance is doing and what Common is doing with the iFest, you need more of that in everybody's neighborhoods. And I think it would basically be helpful, especially what's going on in the world right now. Bang, um, before we let you go, man, any word on the Kendrick and Cole album? Is it for real? Are there any yeah, never, That's That's the fight. We would like it to happen. That's one of us. We would like it to happen. We, we would love it to happen. Think it would be great for hip-hop, you know, and it would be great for our listeners because, you know, what what's, what people say that's mainstream and is not mainstream is just that you're making it mainstream because you're hating it and just putting it out. I think it would be great, but at the same time, like I just want I just want rappers that I like to continue to create quality music, and I would like the consumer more importantly to support the music that you like and stop complaining about the music that you don't like because you're giving the music that you don't like more love than the music that you really actually like, which is doing it a disservice and making artists that you don't want popular, popular. So if they decide to do it, oh, well, if they do, that'd be great. But make sure you grab Ab Soul album when it comes out. Make sure you check out to me, still the best rap album of the year, Schoolboy Q's album is to me still the best rap album. Check that out. Um, check out a lot of the cast from OVO, including Chicago's own Omen. And I even throw one at you right now. Check out Ray Shrimmer's album. That album is actually nice and actually meeting them. Um, actually meeting them. Last night, them some, some, them some funny and, 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 and um, inter- entertaining and energetic cats right? so if you just, just support the music you like there you have it J.R. Bang Mudwing TV you can catch the what what's the next episode we working on it man I gotta get back actually we're gonna be making the switch a little bit because I'm in D.C. and you know everybody else in Chicago so stay tuned we're gonna be making the switch to make it a little bit more exciting more better more bigger and a lot more episodes so just stay tuned. JR Bang, Radio One, media content. He's the man. Go follow him right now at JR Bang on Twitter. And you can follow the what over on Mudwing TV. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks, bro. I appreciate y'all.